Hey, just want to take a quick break from this episode so I could tell you guys about how I just launched my new Patreon page. If you don't know about Patreon, it's a great way for people to support creators with a monthly subscription. Becoming a Patreon supporter can even come with a few perks, like early access to new episodes and getting special shout outs on the podcast. I've recently started working part time at my job so I can focus more time and energy on the podcast and YouTube channel. So any support would be massively appreciated and it helps me towards my hope of making this my full time job someday. So if you want to help support me in that, please head over to patreon.com slash hoop theory. That's patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash hoop theory. Thank you so much for listening and enjoy the rest of the show. Jerry West episode of the Hoop Theory Podcast, aka episode 44. My name is Logan Wortman, and as always, I'm joined by my good friend, Jacob Roth. Jacob, how's it going? It is going fantastic in the heat of Summer League. Well, it's about to wrap up. 17th, right, I think is the mm-hmm. final regular time. But anyway, it's, it's cooking, it's going, and mm-hmm. uh, my Celtics finally got a win. Yeah, have you been watching much of the summer league or? Um, more because I was intrigued by like some guys. Like I wanted to see how JD Davidson was. Um, yeah, and he's bad at basket. Not bad at basketball, but he's just not ready yet, which is unfortunate because there's been like three other guys on the Celtics summer league roster. I'm like, those guys are closer to ready, like up here. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's a raw prospect. I think. What else would you expect? But. I think we got a steal in our second round because I think uh, Walsh, Jordan is, Walsh, yeah, is going to be in the rotation, which is awesome to mm. get that in the second round. Um, his shot is a little weird sometimes; like it looks pure, like tits up, but like below that, it's like a little bit wonky sometimes. Like it's mm-hmm. he doesn't have a consistent setting of his feet, and that makes his hips weird. But his arms are always just pure, pure. Um, yeah. Also, Nebraska ball legend Sam Greasel had a pretty good game last night. That was nice to see. Uh, didn't do a whole lot offensively, but on the defensive side, uh, I'll look at it. I will bring it up. Is he on the Celtics? Or Yeah, he's who? on the Celtics summer league team. Sorry. Okay. And he had pl- he was plus 12. It was a menace on the defensive side of the ball. Hmm. In 26 minutes. 20, 21 minutes. Plus 12, 8 points, 3 for 5 from the field. Didn't do anything really crazy, but uh, the Celtics have been terrible. In this summer league. Yeah. They destroyed the Lakers and then beat the Magic terribly. But the Magic's like, the guys that are supposed to be young enough to be on the Magic summer league team are the guys that have start. So their summer league team is like, outside of Anthony Black, who's looked, he's had spurts of like, oh, he's pretty good at basketball. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I've been paying super close attention to summer league. I've watched some, like the Victor Wimbanyama uh, minutes and Which that, that's a great thing that we need to touch on. It is summer league, and half of the appeal of Victor Wembanyama is like how he plays with other people, and like how he can ex- like play around other guys and like elevate them also because he's got like the passing. That's like part of his whole package. So like, yeah. everyone around him is kind of suspect and trying to get their own and not trying to be a great team player because it's summer league. You're fighting for a roster spot. 
you're going to get not not to excuse that he's going to get bullied by people that are smaller than him because he did and that looked bad in game one game two mm-hmm. it didn't look as bad but he put more mm-hmm. of the bu- the basketball in the bucket more times but i just feel like we need yeah. to calm down remember it's summer league and like i think it's ryan Rosillo who said it but it's like summer league should not change your opinion it should enforce it so like don't let what happens in summer league change what you think of a guy but if you have an opinion like he's not very good at basketball and then summer league doesn't look like he's very good that's probably okay to be like he's probably not very good yeah um Mm -hmm. don't let it like totally change so people are going crazy this is old news because we've been removed a couple weeks here but yeah it's Wemby is going to be okay he just is gonna have to figure some stuff out and how he's gonna have to figure out how to get bigger how to play bigger is the biggest thing because he doesn't play big he plays like he's six nine running around on the outside and doesn't well, use his big scary frame all that often not he, frame his height and length and all that yeah or i think maybe he could instead of trying to play big stop trying to play big and did you just, watch yeah he like, like he's allergic to the paint yeah because he keeps getting pushed off his like he's the thing is he's trying to post up he's trying to back people down but why try that when you're just going to keep getting moved like I think he sh- needs he just needs to face people up and use his height over people. Oh, okay, but like my yeah, that makes sense now that you're but like if you're if that guy's ten foot away from the basket, it's going in. He can almost just reach over your head and just put yeah. it in. Mm-hmm. Like, but now I know what you're saying. Like him trying to get like right under the basket like other bigs do and be a yeah. big like that. Now I know what you're saying. People but are he, just like, going to push him. Offensively, he just like avoided the paint. Mm-hmm. Um, which I just thought was weird. He would like try to do like dribble buys and I'm like your hands way up here when most people's hands are down here dribbling the basketball. So like when you dribble it, there's like a lot more air time mm-hmm. for it to get swatted and stuff, but it'll be all things. It's growing pains. He'll figure it out. Yeah. I his second no... game was great. It, he, he looked, looked great better this... that second game. Yeah. He had like 27 and 12. I think he was like one of 11 or one of one 12, of 13. one of 13 in the first game. Yeah. So Started, it was like it was night like... and day. Started 0-9 and, and then went 1 for something after yeah. the fact. But. I think the one shot he did make was a – was that the four-point – he made a three on a foul, like an and one three? I think so. Defensively, yeah. he did a pretty good okay job in that first game. He got baptized, which was all over everywhere by Kai Jones. But Oh, yeah. Yeah. Other than that, he like – I mean, he had five blocks, and it's summer league, but five blocks, and one of them was obnoxious. He was standing – on the free throw line sees Brandon Miller trying to take a three Mm -hmm. and from the time that Brandon Miller collected and started to pull up Wimby launched and then still sent it back from the three point line. And there's just like things like that is where I'm like, he'll find a place. Is he going to, yeah, he has a very, (laughs) very high floor. Yes. (laughs) Is he going to be the LeBron that everybody was saying he's the best prospect since will he be there immediately? No, because he's not the like LeBron was so crazy because he was built like a fucking M1 Sherman tank and like could handle the abuse of people. Yeah. Wemby will just have to get bigger and get there. Chet Holmgren's a perfect example. It's summer league, the whole caveat, but he's bullying people and looks like a dog in the paint. Like he's just like and he had the same problem last year, and that's why we didn't see him, because he hurt himself in some dumb pickup game, messed up his ankle or leg or whatever it was. Yeah, uh, against LeBron. Is he was defending LeBron on a layup on fast break. But um, yeah, and Chet's put on like, what, 10 pounds of muscle since his 
since he was it, drafted. It feels like more. It looks like more than he plays like it's more than ten, but maybe it is only ten. I'm yeah. not sure, but it's yeah. I mean, just looking at the the before and afters, like he's he definitely looks a lot more physically, you know, menacing now, <laughs> um, which helps. Like I feel like Vic will probably get there in a year from now. Um, I'm sure we'll he'll like the fact that he's only has he turned nineteen yet? He's either eighteen or nineteen right now. Um, it you're going to see some, some growth there for sure. And yeah. He's 19. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 2004. He was 2004. Born, yeah. Just crazy. It's nuts. Yeah. Um, but the, uh, the other thing that like, before we move on past the Wemby thing, cause we kind of jumped to it, but I don't know how much more we have on it. I think that last year, the basketball gods looked and saw Chet and was like, you have to have a, rookie of the year race against Wemby mm. you're not playing yeah because I know I think I'm gonna I think it's gonna be Chet that wins it if he plays, oh, like, you would bet on Chet over yeah on with the team that he's on I, I just I feel like that he's makes not, it a little bit worse like more difficult because he's not the only option he's like the third the fourth. or fourth yeah um but no I think I still will take I think Chet will look very good in his Ben Simmons rookie year Ben Simmons um, rookie year. I think. Yeah. Um, and then another one, and then there wasn't a whole lot of time of it, but Scoot's a dude. Oh, yeah. Uh, he only played one game, right? And not even the whole Not even game. a full. It was like two and a quarter quarter, two and two and a half quarters. Yeah. Um, But, no, it's – it's this class will be a lot of fun. It'll be very exciting. Not that Chet's part of this class, but this, this will just be a very exciting – and surprise, Brandon Miller might not be uh, – crazy good he mm -hmm. might he might struggle out the gates but we'll see how things go but i kind of cut you off when you were talking about wemby but it's just a lot of summer league things happen and i was like excited about him and last week you were living your best life and just had yeah. to splurt it out before i got before i forgot it up here and then just started rambling worse yeah no that's all right um i don't remember what i was gonna say i guess but i think overall victor Wimbanyama, his you know i'm, I'm excited for this next season for his rookie season. And so far from what we've seen in the summer league, I don't think there's any reason to be like, you know, doubtful of how good he's going to be. Like the issues that we've seen so far are exactly the issues that I feel like everybody knew he was going to have right out the gates. Um, you know, kind of just like the Chris Depp's Porzingis effect that, you know, the youngest or the, the young version of the guy that's like seven, two, seven, three and above. Um, when you get a Marcus smart or a, you know, in, in Wemby's case, since he's so much bigger, like, like a LeBron sized person basically on you, um, that's going to make life really hard. But, uh, I think, you know, with the way Chris Stapps figured it out was uh, a good way. Like now, obviously now Chris Stapps actually can post up against guys like that, but initially how he got around it was not to just try like, you know, to, to best them, in that department, it was more like moving his game to being more perimeter oriented and like facing up and just using his height to like shoot, get a release point over those guys, like basically punishing the, the Marcus smarts that, of the world. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> getting the advantage that he should always have over those guys, which is his height. <laughs> um, so I think we'll see something like that develop, but just the shots that I feel like we'll, we'll see Vic take in this upcoming season will be interesting to see. Like, I, I wonder if he's going to take one of those three point floaters like he did over in France 
quite a few times this past year. Uh, that'll be interesting to see. But anyways, so moving on from Summer League, there's a couple other things we wanted to talk about. One thing was uh, something that Jacob was really excited to talk about last week, which we didn't end up recording an episode last week because I was out on vacation. So this is a week removed from being a, a story, I guess. But uh, Jacob had some thoughts on, I think it was Grant Williams. Yeah, and I was like going to more pose the question because the like the story hadn't came out yet. I think he just—I'm not remember the exact time, but I'm pretty sure he had just signed with um, Dallas. Dallas, but like there was no details, and I was like, I wonder if there was because it seemed like it was like a little late. I was like, was there ever a question if he was going to be a Celtic again? Because I always felt like he wasn't going to be like he was going to go somewhere else, even though the money worked and all that type of stuff. It seemed like he was going to go somewhere else. Just yeah, because and now after the fact, we have the luxury hindsight being 2020 or we've just seen that, like he said in an interview when he was down in, in Dallas talking about like, yeah, my last two weeks in Boston, I wasn't the best professional like during the season. Like he he said he didn't handle it right and he would handle it different if you could do it again or something along those lines. Um, So that it just was able to see it there. And I think I saw recently Joe Mazzula just recently uh had an interview and talked about his relationship with Grant Williams as it stands now, but I didn't get a chance to read that um, mm. before it popped up. But anyway, it just was, why isn't Jalen Brown signed yet? I'm like, you don't have to, I get that. Like you have until like October. Are you wanting them to sign him to his max? We've lost all of these things to be able, we've moved all these pieces to make room to stay under the apron and I don't think it'll be a it'll be a match with something weird. Also, for everyone that's stupid, he doesn't qualify for a no trade. They can't debate that. He's only been in the league seven years. Stop bringing up the no trade. He doesn't qualify. Thank you. <laughs> um, I've just seen that everywhere. Are they discussing a no trade? <laughs> he can't have one. You have to be with the team for four years and be there for eight years and be in the league for eight years. And guess mm-hmm. what? He's only going on seven years or he's been in the league seven years. So he can't get the no trade. So stop bringing it up. The only thing is they'd be discussing if there is like a really big debate, it'd be player or team option on a fifth year. That's like the only or four on the fourth is player it, or team option on the last year of the deal. Yeah. Is it not the, like, have they already agreed on like that? He's getting the super max basically. I feel like they have. I'm not like I. They, there's been nothing. This has been the me. most tight-lipped thing that like nothing's came out about it. Like they had Brad Stevens on during one of the summer league games, and he's like, "I probably shouldn't talk about it, but things are going good. Things are fine. Like there's not. Yeah, he's like things are going fine. So and I'm sure it's just the nitty gritty, like weird specific things. And I've already spoke that I don't think he's. There's been moments where he's just like looks like he deserves one, and there's moments where he just doesn't look like he deserves one. Um, mm-hmm. And that's like a, it's a a tough line to follow, but with how all the other cookies have crumbled, and I think that if Damian Lillard's agent would have been so like, you will not be getting a pl- a a pleasant player if you're not the Miami Heat. I think that that might have happened already. Like I feel like Brad Stevens would have moved on that and been like, okay, sure, we've got the first round picks. I think there's seven coming up in the next two years. We've got the second round picks. Lord knows Brad Stevens came the second round. Yeah. And then, I don't know. It just, um, I don't know why it hasn't been done yet. And so I, you, 
you want it to happen, and you think yes, that I don't want to lose Jalen Brown too. I don't want in a single off season to lose Marcus Smart, Grant Williams, and Jalen Brown for the future. Yeah, you know what I mean. Uh, because if they don't sign it, that means he's on the way out at some point. Like whether probably. that's an in season trade or but who would you think? There's a lot of teams out there that would give Jalen Brown that contract, three hundred and five million, the biggest contract in NBA history. <laughs> Probably. There's been bad contracts always. Yeah, but the thing is, you we know we all know it's a bad contract. Well, no, but I think the reason that it might happen is when we've talked about it already, teams have to fill a certain amount of this. So if there's a team that's okay, trying yeah, to be for that so reason. dookie shoes, and I'm trying to like Charlotte, for example. But that doesn't work because all of their pieces they have that are young, Jalen Brown would directly conflict with those. But like a Charlotte situation. Who would he conflict with? Like Miller. Oh, I guess he could fit in between Miller and Miller. I was like, just like the pieces that they want to have a bunch of playing time that would just like jam him right there. And it just wouldn't be like, I feel like, yes, it'll happen. And every year, it's just the next year, then that'll be the next biggest one. But the thing, yeah. other teams can't give him that giant money. Only the Celtics can. Yeah, and that's exactly. where I don't know. Like, And maybe they'll do the thing where they'll be like, we'll give you this extension that's like what everybody else can give you, but we're not going to give you this crazy, you're making more than Jason Tatum type of money. Well, that's what he would be getting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because there's been all these things that are like Jalen Brown's camp, Wants it to be known that he's not Jalen or uh, Tatum's sidekick; he's his equal. Yeah, which I'm like, I get that, and you should feel like that as trying to be like. But the way you play, unfortunately, he should, he should prove that he is that. I think at this no, point, yeah, he should prove that he's Batman and Superman, and not Batman and Robin. Like he should, he should prove that. And I, yeah. he's a super overqualified Robin. I'm not taking anything away from him at all. But like, just step up in moments, be there, and. I'm not a Jalen hater. I'm quite the opposite. I, but I just, I think it'll happen. What I think will happen is he'll get the, the giant, giant, enormous amount of money and they'll just have to pick up the pieces and figure out down the road. But Mm -hmm. just because of everything that's moved on. And also F you Los Angeles Clippers expressing interest in Malcolm Brogdon. Now F you, you're why I don't have my heart and soul anymore. Yeah. You don't get Malcolm Brogdon now, because screw you. <sighs> yeah. Um I guess I don't know. I'm I guess I'm just surprised that you are so like quick to or like so non hesitant about about locking up Jalen Brown on that big of a deal. In a couple of like let's say he's not that level, because I don't think he is. And I do I think this weird cat like he keeps getting better every year. I'm like, his usage changed, so his numbers look better every year. He has improved as a player, but people are saying he makes these giant leaps every year as a player. And I'm like, mm-hmm. slow down. Like, let's like maybe evaluate it that like his usage goes up. He gets more looks. And he'll be worth it because in what? Is it two years? All of like his contract will just be like, it's what people have. Just because it's going to break NBA records now. Yeah. Because by the um... time that... Luca needs no Luca's is good already. Who's who's gonna be up in two years? My brain is breaking. Well, is it I Shea? guess is that like the Shea wave? They Shea just signed. No, Shea'll be good for a while. He was in the same class as Luca. Oh no, 
right? Yeah. Yeah, he yeah. was. Um, um, I, I think it would be – anyways. Actually, uh, it's really nobody. I said that as a random number, but that's, it's really nobody that's he, like young and going to get another crazy contract. Like, yeah, it's it like feels LeBron, like LeBron, Kawhi, Paul George. Uh, AD is kind of a big one. Um, yeah, you might see him get something like that. I, I don't know. Maybe Brandon maybe Ingram, not. Jamal Murray, uh, Chris. Oh, never mind. Um, Jerry yeah. Jackson Jr. is going to be the year after that. Um, another one that doesn't count. Do you, okay, Brandon Ingram versus Jalen Brown. Who would you rather have? Brandon Ingram. Okay. If I didn't have Jason Tatum, okay. Brandon Ingram. Yeah. For sure. Okay. I, oh, no, I'm not, sure. I, I don't think I'm delusional about how good Jalen Brown is. I just. Okay. Um, I just don't know. Like, we're just in a bad spot. I don't know what else to do. Because you don't want to just lose that asset. Same thing that Dallas, we've already talked about him a zillion times today. Kyrie. They didn't want to just be like, Beverly's like, they paid Kyrie way too much because he barely played, blah, 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 blah. You can't just lose that asset. Like, you have to pay him. You spent how many firsts to bring him in? How many yeah. pieces to bring him in? You it's can't just move. lose that asset for free. So I would rather have a Jalen Brown that will. And I don't think Jalen Brown is going to Ben Simmons and sit and demand his money. I I do not think that that is who he is as a person. Just from, like, I think he likes basketball enough that won't happen. Yeah. But I would rather have just, like, a, a happy-to-be-there Jalen Brown. Like, that's just what I would rather have. And if it's overpaying on a cap that we would improve our rotational pieces more, which would be awesome. I just don't know what to do. Like, what would you do? Let's say this is Jamal Murray. Wanting more, not this contract, but wanting slightly more than he's worth. He's definitely piece number two, but he wants that big money. And you're in this weird spot. I just don't know what to do. I feel like you have to bring him back because you can make it work budget-wise. If it's Jamal Murray and but he just wants... pretend that it works... It, you're still right under the second cap because you lost Aaron Gordon and you lost Bruce Brown and you lost all these people you love and care about. So money-wise, you're in the exact same situation as the Celtics. Jamal Murray wants big money because he had this crazy playoff run. You know what I mean? I, like I think just I'd, had. I'd like them to sign him then. Yeah, I'd you know what I mean? Like trying to put it in a in a perspective. I feel like that is the that's what how I feel about it because like I don't just want to lose him. Yeah, but the thing is, the reason why I guess I'm so it's so easy for me to be like, yeah, is because Jamal and Jokic are like a match made in heaven, and, and that's not what we have. Yeah, <laughs> Tatum not and Brown are as, like not as bad as Simmons and Bead, but like no. if there's five tiers of like able, it's like the top is like match made in heaven, and the bottom is Simmons and Bead, they're like in the middleish, yeah, three four. They're like low middle. Yeah, because. They just don't complement each other super well. They just well. don't. They're not oil and water bad. But one thing that I do like with Missoula is our offense, as compared to with Ime, felt less Tatum's turn, Jalen's turn. It felt less like you get that. yours, I get mine. And that still happens sometimes, but it felt more like a, a cohesive, like. Yeah, you guys led the league in passes per game. It, it just it felt more like a cohesive, like, yeah, this play was drawn up for. Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown, but it wasn't this just like Carmelo in New York ISO put me at the top of the key and I'll just go do whatever. Yeah, there's um, a lot more movement. Like we like that's what it felt like last year, mm -hmm. um, and it obviously worked fine-ish, but we did win an, a, a championship. So yeah, yeah, exactly. that was a lot of Celtics talk. Yeah, but I mean, it makes sense. I I don't know where you guys will end up at the end of this year. But I think that's a good big three that you have there now with 
JT, JB, and KP. Just a bunch of letters. And I think um, this will be a very um, – KP, I think, will be more big man than he was before. Like, he'll mm-hmm. go back to, like, not New York level big – where he was pretty much just, like, a, a four that would, like, run around and do whatever he wanted and there was no real um, – <laughs> Mm-hmm. Structure is not the right word. He just was the best player, so he just went and did whatever. But it'll just be, it'll be interesting to see how these three inhabit the court together. I think it'll work, but I'm just worried. Yeah, about our, our big the, depth again. The thing but, I would be worried about is again, like a a table setter. Like all three of the guys you have are, they're not engines of a team. Like all three of them are are guys are more finishers. You know, you get them set up in a spot for them to make their play you know but and who's gonna have the ball to get them in those spots you know an interesting thought i had is i wonder over because tatum's never been in a good situation for that he has like better ball handling capabilities than jalen brown yeah does he shift into that maybe not this year but like if this team's together for two years three years marcus smart's not gonna be there as like the guy that was like the the de facto point guard because we've not had one since Terry Rozier, Isaiah Thomas. No, Terry Rozier. Both of those guys were not that though. Really, I mean they were but they they, ha- they were point no, guards, but they weren't like distributors. Really, no, because we haven't had a, that t- since Rondo. Like, yeah. Um, I don't know. I just if Tatum shifts into that slightly more, I don't. I don't know what happens, but it's been a need for forever as a guy that. I wanted Ricky Rubio for I don't know how long. Mm-hmm. High school, maybe. Like, <laughs> yeah, it would work. Would have worked. I don't it, know. It, yeah, it definitely would have. The other, when it, right before he got to the Cavs, he was available for everybody, and yeah, I, that's what I was saying back then. But I don't even know where Rubio is right now. I don't know if, how much basketball he has left in him. But I think he's done, or he's in Cleveland. He might still be in Cleveland, yeah. Unless I've heard it. After he tore his ACL, it hasn't really returned to where he was at right before that. Rubio's only 32? Yeah, but he's like... He's he's had some injuries, and he's not super athletic. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah, he's with the Cavs still. Unless he's announced a retirement, he's still with the Cavs. Is he really only 32? That surprised me. I thought he was like 34 at least. Yeah, that's why I was like, wow, only 30. Because I know he played in um, Spain until he was old enough to come over. Yeah. And see, I think that's where my brain was like mixed up is I didn't think he waited until he was old enough. I thought he came over like old. Like that guy that's going to come play for OKC. Which guy? Uh, Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I know who you're talking about. The guy who's just the MVP of the year league. Yeah, Um, and he was like... I'm going to give the NBA a try. Yeah, no, Rubio was like, he was a phenom. He's more like Luca. Like, he was a phenom when he was like 16, 17. Got drafted in 9, 2009, and then didn't play in the NBA until 11. And I'm guessing that's age, doing the math off the years. Yeah, because where he got really famous in America, at least, was during the Olympics when Spain beat, I think it was, they beat us. I don't know. It was a really close game. It was, it was a very competitive game where he played super well for Spain against the U.S., and he was only like 16. 2008 yeah. Beijing. Yeah, he was only like 16 or 17 at the time, I think. 2008 would put him at uh, 17 or 18. Yeah. Because he was born in 1990. Oh, yeah. 
Looks like, but he started playing professionally in 2005 at the age of 14. Oh, says. geez, Louise, that's crazy. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> think about being paid to, uh, to play basketball for a living when you're 14 years old. <laughs> that's in the second highest level of basketball in the world. <laughs> also, have you? This is a thing we could break down probably do a whole episode on. Have you heard? So the NBA in season tournament, two things. It's going to be awesome. I think. Yeah. Like I agree. How they have it constructed, I think it's going to be dope. Mm-hmm. And then the second thing is Bill Simmons brought up that if they do it, if they turn it eventually into this soccer, um, where all the soccer leagues come together, champions, champions league, soccer, maybe, but where all of like the different soccer leagues come together yeah, for this champions one league. champions Pretty league, champions sure. league. So they they do that, but for basketball. Mm-hmm. Or like that week would just turn into this craziness. That would so be, like all the EuroLeague teams you're saying? Is that yeah, what you're like saying? Four EuroLeague teams and four NBA teams are two and two or whatever they want to do. And you could start involving other leagues if they went once other league. Because I think what's going to eventually happen is what you're kind of seeing happen with like soccer. Like there's still the upper echelon, but like the step below is not near as big of a step as it used to be. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like basketball is just going to get there as the game grows outside of the U.S. more and more and more. I mean, we're already seeing the league being not run by Euro- European guys, but like the top. There's a, yeah, a lot of European. Four of the top five guys and, in the MVP voting are international players, yeah, which is crazy. Shout out yeah. Jason Tatum. I think we'll definitely start seeing more African uh, yeah. representation as well with uh, Embiid and and just like uh, the years of the NBA Cares program or whatever that what Masai Ujiri has been doing in developing like academies over there uh, for young players. I'm sure we'll start seeing a lot more products of that. Um, But yeah. So the other thing I guess we want to get to before we end here is I'll touch on the Suns. Uh, They, you know how they've been having to operate this off season is by signing a bunch of league minimum deals because of their huge salary allocations going toward Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, Brad, uh, Bradley Beal. Wow, I just messed up his name for a second. And then uh, DeAndre Ayton. So with those four contracts, they're like, you know, a bajillion dollars. Um, and so everybody else has to be on minimums to keep them below. Well, not even keep them below, because I'm pretty sure they're already in the second apron with no, those four deals. Physical only contract they can sign. Yeah. I think the only thing that's is rookie deals is the only exception because rookies have to get like an in amount. the lottery. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's the only workaround that they would have. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the yeah. top four guys are a total salary cap hit of uh, just shy of a hundred and or just over a hundred and sixty million dollars, <laughs> which is isn't one sixty the number for the it's second apron. I think it's one seventy two actually. One seventy two. Okay. Because yeah, KD's forty seven six, Brad Beal's forty six seven, D Book is thirty six, and then Aiton is thirty two five. And the these are next year's numbers. Yes. Okay. Um. Yeah. So, but the, yeah, they're having to sign a bunch of minimum deals around there to to build the team, build a roster, and I think they've done a really good job of that. You know, they got like just super high quality guys for minimum deals. Like I think Utah Watanabe is a good pickup for that. I think um, Drew Eubanks 
you know, I think they added some centers in there because of the whole DeAndre Ayton, does he want to be there, does he not thing. Um, they have really good insurance if he decides halfway through, I'm done. Mm-hmm. Send me somewhere. Yeah. They lost Jock Landell, didn't they? Yes, because he got actual money. Where did he go again? Um, oh, Rockets. Of course. They're signing everybody. Um, three years, $32 million. Yeah. Are you wanting the other names they signed? Yeah. Um, Bates that would Dion, be nice. Akogi, Eric Gordon. Um, there was another center, wasn't there? Yeah, uh, Metu. Uh, Chimezi Metu. Metu. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, Kata Bates Diop was, I think, a good pickup as well. Uh, I think there was, yes, you said Eric Gordon. Somebody today, I think it was today at least, maybe it was yesterday, Bull Bull, they picked up for with a minimum. Um, That's wild that he's not on spot track. Oh, is he not? No. I just saw that report at least today. Uh, no, I think it is right because I saw like a, a breakdown of it. Like somebody mm-hmm. was like talking about how like he, that's where Bull Bull will. Yeah, Woj tweeted it three hours ago. One year deal with the Suns. Minimum. And that'll be just, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, and uh, they traded Alfred Payton. No, not Alfred Payton. Wow. That was a blast from the past. Campaign. <laughs> They traded campaign for uh, like a second rounder, I think, or a few second rounders, maybe. They just started collecting like some picks, you know, some draft capital since they have like none. Um, so I thought that was another good move. Yeah, the Suns have just been doing a good job, honestly. And I think it's it's interesting because I don't know who it is making these moves because obviously James Jones is, is technically the GM there. But people have been saying, at least ever since Matt Ishbia has taken over, that Isaiah Thomas has basically been the, the like shadow GM. Um, well, also, if you look at the names, is KD not just going LeBron mode? What do you mean? To a certain like, like if you look at the like list of guys, it's guys KD is like played with and knows work around him. Um, because it wasn't it three or four former Nets. Watanabe. Oh, Watanabe was, yeah. B- yeah. Bates Diop. Bates D- I don't think he's ever played with Bates Diop. Or maybe, was Bates Diop on the Nets at all? He might have been. I mean, I just remember Bates Diop on the uh, Timberwolves and the Spurs and the Nuggets. Really? I'm sure he's been in other places, but. No, I might be off on that one. I just thought that, like, where has he all played? You know, he's never played with Bates Diop. For some reason, I thought there was three or four guys that played had played with him, whether it was just a, during his time around the league. Yeah, I don't think he's played with Eric Gordon either. Metu, no. Eubanks, no. Um, I must just be high. I, I guess it's just Utah. Utah, why not? I'm just stupid. I thought there was more. Um, well, why, he always really liked... No, nah, I shouldn't say always because he only played one year with him, and it was like half a year. Uh, he really liked playing with Watanabe, it seemed like. Um, well, because Watanabe's never going to do anything for himself, but if you put him in the right spot, he's yeah, good. He's, he's a 6'10", for you. 6'10 hustle guy that, that's developed into a good shooter. He can play defense. Put him in the corner Yeah, on offense, and he'll fight, he'll, he'll fight for you on defense. And if, mm-hmm. you're KD, if you're that entire Suns team, you just want a bunch of those guys. Yeah. Because, like, 
don't be a like a net such a nut negative on the offensive side you're useless and like we're playing three on five offensively mm-hmm. but on the defensive side just kind of be a, a dog just just get in there yeah yeah uh, they i think that's gonna help a lot because what they were missing last year was yeah, exactly that somebody to make shots when the ball gets swung to them uh because we're you know the defense is paying such so much attention to KD and, and Devin Booker. Um, but yeah, and now, now Brad, Beal. Brad Beal. Yeah. All right. So that concludes that. I guess the last thing we could touch on is is Damian Lillard. That quote, I think it was from Jay Williams, right? I'm pretty sure. It's, no, it wasn't Jay Williams. I think Jalen Williams, Jay Williams argued with it. Now I can't remember who said it. Somebody said um, something that Jacob had brought up right before we started recording, which was, Somebody said that Damian Lillard on the Heat, the Heat. Oh, Paul Pierce said it. That's who it was. Yes, it was Paul Pierce, and then he got ripped apart because he should have. Also, this brings up Wait, adding let me, to the. I should sorry, probably sorry. finish what it is. Yeah, uh, I got distracted. Damian Lillard to the Heat. Uh, Paul Pierce said that the Heat would not make the playoffs even if Damian if that trade happens. If Damian Lillard goes to the Heat, which the Heat won't be losing anything other than Tyler Hero, really, as far as players and maybe Jamie Hawkins. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And a bunch of picks, but yeah. Anyways, Jacob, continue. Has any team in the history of the NBA used one championship more than that 08 Celtics roster? Kendrick Perkins is like stumbling his way into replacing Van Gundy on ESPN broadcast as a co-commentator. <laughs> like, I hope that doesn't happen. But... Well, no. Also, we didn't give like, what the heck are you doing, ESPN? Yeah. Yeah. Van Gundy whined about refs, but you know what else he did? Provided insanely good insight that only like an elite level coach could. Yeah, I thought. Yeah, that was that was pretty dumb. Of the, like a lot of the layoffs that they had, which I don't even understand what the reason is, overarching reason for why they had to lay off. I think that this guy's just started getting paid a lot. Oh. Um, and... From what I understand, but I don't know anything behind the scenes. I don't. I don't know anything. I just know that they got rid of a lot of people that were very good. Mm-hmm. Like is JJ on the NFL still there? side. Huh? Is JJ still there? JJ Reddick? Yes. That's good. Um, He's like one of the few bright spots of ESPN for me right now. Um, um, but they – so NFL draft, there's Mel Kuyper, and there's – oh, my goodness. Of course, now I forget it. Todd McShay. They fired one of their like like – then if like if Shams and Woj worked for the same company, and then just one of them they just fired him. Both, one of them, just one of them. Oh, like but they they the the duality that was yeah they lost a that's a maybe it will end up being the big hit one of the biggest hits. Then they got rid of Matthew Barry who was a huge fantasy guy. I just I don't get it. I will never understand it. But it's whatever. Yeah. Weird move, ESPN. Just a just a weird move. You're already losing to Fox Sports in like every way on radio, on TV. I, I didn't even don't... know that. That's kind of crazy. Oh well, no! In, fo- it... in football, at least you mean? No, in everything. In everything. Wow. Outside of basketball, because Fox Sports doesn't really. Yeah, like... I was gonna say I don't ever watch Fox Sports with for anything. No, but like Fox Sports Radio is like. Uh, Colin Cowherd, Dan Patrick. It's like, it just has this lineup that is just like sauce. I'm trying to think who their early morning guy is on Fox Sports. But I don't even know if I can name a single ESPN radio show anymore. 
it used to be good, but it's just not the same anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, yeah, anyway, this is a whole rabbit hole that's... Yeah, the bright spot is, though, I'm sure Jeff Van Gundy will probably end up with Turner. Um, oh, that'll be... Mm. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, oh, Fox Sports doesn't have um, Dan Patrick anymore. Sorry, I forgot the cowherd is now the same time. No, they do have it. I'm stupid. Just forget everything I'm saying. Okay. Um, and the other thing, I think Jalen Rose also got laid off to ESPN. That was also a weird one because he yeah. was the first one to tell Skip Bayless to sit the- down. Yeah. One of the most uncomfortable moments that I've ever watched on television because <laughs> it came up in a recent interview. Oh, no, because uh, Bill Simmons did one with Stephen A. And oh, yeah. I, f- I forgot about it. So I went and I watched it again. Yet, but... Yeah. It it was okay. It was two guys that you can tell are usually used to driving the ship of whatever thing they're on. And they just, it like, for like 15 minutes, it's like, okay, just people figuring out how to do it. And then it works. It's it's okay. Mm-hmm. It's pretty good. It's an hour. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah. There's all sorts of great things. But Dame, okay, what started this whole thing? What the heck? How do you think that Damian Lillard being plugged in just replace Tyler Hero, who they didn't have for the playoff run, and yeah. plug in Damian Lillard, and they won't be... Paul, what? Yeah. Come on. And it doesn't even sound like he's, yeah, I don't know. It doesn't really sound like he's factoring in the people that they lost as like a reason for why, like losing Max Struess and losing Gabe Vincent. But like the thing is, Which I, don't I think, think will hurt. It, it will to a degree, but at the same time, the Heat are like so, like in terms of their replacement players, like it's like, does it matter? Like they'll they'll still do it. Like they're, they'll they're still find good. someone to do it. Yeah, but yeah, um, but just like oh, give like Damian Lillard was going to haul the Portland Trailblazers not entirely by himself, but was going to haul the Portland Trailblazers to the playoffs until they started sitting him at the end of the season. Yeah. So you take Jimmy Butler and the Heat Miami Heat cast. <clears throat> that just did that in the playoffs and add that. And you think they get worse. Yeah. It doesn't make sense to me at all. It's such a good match. Like having Dame and and Butler and bam, really as a big, it's just going to be a bunch of dudes that love basketball and are just, just, and their skills complement each other. Oh my God. It's out of all of the Dame takes that I've seen. That is by far the most like, what? Like Mm -hmm. also, I am on team Portland Trailblazers on this one. They should not take less because Dame asked them to. They need to find a third team so they get paid equivalent for their asset. Yeah, which or I heard. Close to fair for their asset. Yeah, which I heard. Um, I'm going to forget about it, but who there, there was a team today I saw that said they want, they're interested in Hero getting in on a three-way deal. I can't remember who it was now. Um, might have been Washington. Brooklyn? Bro- no. Might have been Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Oh, that was from two days ago. I'm just looking at. No. It might have been Pistons. I can't remember now. I think it was I think it was a younger team. But I don't know. Maybe it was the Bucks even, which would not be a younger team. But maybe I just totally forgot. Anyways, regardless, I think I, I agree with you on the Portland thing that they should have to, you know, bend the knee and uh, just lose him for pennies on the dollar. I think that involving a third team would probably be the best way. 
Well, and taking like a little less for your guy, totally it's going, fine. Which that's going to happen. It's definitely but going to happen. They were going to take like what? Like Miami was like, would you like this? piece of bread for your car and the yeah and the thing is expecting them to take it and the thing is this bread is like it's really great bread for like a lot of teams but for your team it's like it's unneeded yeah Yeah, it's like being allergic to sunflowers and getting nine grain bread it just doesn't make sense (laughs) yeah um tyler hero does not make sense for the portland trailblazers right now the same reason that if this sentence for everyone don't clip this incorrectly sir okay he doesn't you don't do that um the same way that if the like Blazers are committed to going young with their young core, Damian Lillard doesn't make sense for the Trailblazers if they're going to keep using all these young pieces. Mm-hmm. Like because he does in every way because that's what he's done in the past 11 years of his life is been the perfect thing for the Trailblazers, but if they're trying to move forward past Dame, keeping Dame on that team is detrimental to all of those young guys because they all do the same thing. Yeah, there's a bunch of guards. There's a lot of they, guards. They just went and found like bulldog Damian Lillard. Like built like that's what that's what Scoot is. N- not in the skill set, but just like yeah. This short Size-wise. point guard like a truck. Yeah. It just it's I just I just want the NBA to be great again. It's just kidding. <laughs> it is great. It's not great again. This is already great, but this will be a thing that I it will shake up a lot. Um, For to sure. To counter Paul Pierce's point, if if the Miami Heat give up what they had to give up, are they not f- favorites in the East or almost? It's either them or the Bucks. probably. Or Celtics are Them or there. Milwaukee. Celtics yeah. are in this weird world because nobody knows what's going on. Yeah, but I still think they're probably towards it. They're, they're hovering. Not that it's not close, but they're, they're, they have to be a top three team. Probably if yeah. when the, if this happens, how it I mean honestly, even if they don't have to give up any more on court assets and just future assets in terms of picks, yeah, no, for sure. This will be a a thing that I feel like we'll have to talk about a many more episodes. I don't think it'll be a very quick, wrapped up, buttoned up topic, unfortunately. Um, but who knows? Maybe maybe I'm wrong, and we'll hit stop recording, and then breaking news: Damian Lillard is a Oklahoma City Thunder. Oh, wow. I, just, yeah. I just picked a random team. Mm-hmm. That would also be equivalent to the nine grain bread and being allergic to sunflowers. Let's send them to OKC. Pretty a little much. bit better. Yeah, it would be a little bit better, but not by much. Not, not by much. <laughs> Dame is a Golden State Warrior. Yeah, that, that one would be weird. Dame, be CP3, and Steph. So do they have Dame run the three? Or no, they, they, they boot Chris Paul to the bench for sure. Yeah, which I might even be how they're going to do it already. I, we haven't talked about that yet, but I think CP3 might be the sixth man. Um, sixth man of the year, though, if I yeah. If I, also, is there a better guy to run, better playstyle point guard that, like, slows the game down when you have, like, your bench unit in? Like, almost oh. always, like, slowing the game down and just being like, okay, Jonathan Kaminga, you know how to shoot a basketball. Yeah, it'll be He's like still that. there, right? He He's- wasn't gone. Kaminga's still there, yeah. Okay, I want to make sure he didn't get shipped off in weird thing. Oh, it's Jordan Poole. Yeah, no. mm-hmm. uh, but like I just feel like that that's going to be shout out to, I guess who's the GM now? Who made that trade? Oh, um, I can't remember. Well, we're just gonna call it Joe Lacob. It probably was him anyway. Yeah, <laughs> owner Joe uh, Lacob. I, I GM. know, I know it. I just can't remember off the top of my head. It's a new guy. Yeah, but, uh, they, Mike Dunleavy. 
Oh, yeah, Mike Dunleavy. Yep, I knew that. <laughs> the former player. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, he's the new... it was Bob Myers for forever. Mm-hmm. And I think Mike Dunleavy was, has been there for a while in, in like, the assistant Six role. years, it yeah. appears. So, but he's the, he's the new GM. So whoever made the deal, good on you, because I think it'll develop the pieces you have if Chris Paul is okay taking that, like, 20 minutes a game off the bench... Which maybe he's like, that's best for my career. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. It would be, I mean, also, Kyle Lowry has really succeeded in that. And I think Chris Paul is just kind of like a better version of Kyle Lowry at this point, probably. Well, no. And then if like Steph was able to dodge the injuries for a while, but he had a very rough injury start of his career and they've started to pop up here again as he's gotten a little bit older. Yeah. Not that Chris Paul is reliable, but that's pretty gosh darn <laughs> good insurance to be like, ah, oh, man, Steph's out tonight. We should rest him. Who's mm-hmm. uh oh, it's Chris Paul. Yeah. Hall of Famer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Still playing pretty good basketball. No, Not yeah. like, yeah. The more time that has passed since this deal has happened, the more I like the fit, honestly. Um, it's it's just, just all reliant on buy-in from Chris Paul for it to work. Yeah. Chris Paul has to be willing to be like, okay, I get, I'm a different, I'm still a great basketball player, but I'm just in a different role and I need to yeah. embrace that role. Which he seems to be the type of guy to do that, to yes. be honest. Not that I'm more, but that like if he doesn't, then this won't work. It'll be unfortunate. Um, yeah. Not that I think it tanks the Warriors' chances to get anything done, but I, I think that it will not be beneficial. Obviously. Yeah. Still liking my Nuggets as as number one seed in the way too early power rankings in the West, but and Warriors and Suns are are up there. I would say in the NBA probably. Mm. It's it's like Nuggets. Milwaukee probably be up there. We'll go, yeah, we'll go healthy Milwaukee. Then I'll go Suns, Lakers, Heat, depending on what happens. Yeah. And then Warriors, Celtics fall in somewhere in there. It's just weird to think that, like, Warriors, good basketball team. Celtics, good basketball team, seven and eight in the NBA. That's wild. With how, like, just – and it's not even that the league's top heavy. It's just that there's some teams that have – position themselves league is not top heavy the league is ready for the 32 team explosion to happen seattle and vegas right that's at least what has been said for like the past few years now is like so will they like do like a oh well we're gonna go to 34 fast and do a i doubt they do that but okay so then do they just move minnesota oh no memphis will go over speed east memphis yeah so then what's the other one well they need no, they just need one to go over to because it'll be sixteen and sixteen. Oh, duh, Memphis. <laughs> I always forget about Memphis. Yeah, I shouldn't. Or do they just restructure it entirely? I doubt it. I think they just move because Memphis. Just used, that- Memphis used to be in the East, and now like they, they're just putting back over there. But anyways, yeah. So I think that'll and Vegas. The thing is, Seattle's like the one that's more unconfirmed. Las Vegas is basically one hundred percent happening because they are almost done building that okay. huge arena so that they're building. <laughs> does it happen after LeBron retires? Because does Adam Silver bow to his overlord LeBron? Because um, he's told Adam, like there's been like open, he like goes like, Adam, when we get a team, sorry, I should just talk normal so people don't claim I'm being a jerk. Hey, Adam, when we get a team here in Las Vegas, I want a part of it. What did his interview say? Like he said it like in the middle of the speech thing. Yeah, I I heard something about that. Was it a basketball team? I I just heard like a Las Vegas sports team, and I don't know. Well, I just um, remember that he addressed Adam Silver by name. 
Was it kind of like a joking thing? Um, like a half serious, half joking, probably. Okay, it was on the shop. Is when it oh, first was revealed on his show. Yeah. Quote: I would much rather own a team before I talk. I want. I wanna. Yeah. I want a team in Vegas. I want the team in Vegas. Then <laughs> I. Sorry. I like. I was looking like an idiot because I was waiting for. Because there's a, a YouTuber or not YouTube a Twitter clip that has it, but. I am running out of time. Uh, yeah. Hopefully, this is enough content for the gamers. I think it out is out there on the internet. Also, we need to make fun of the Lakers more because people get very mad. Yeah, um, I don't look at TikTok ever because I don't have it. So I got on my wife's TikTok and looked at the comments. Oh, from the LeBron beefing with Michael Malone one. Down. Wild. Yeah, there's a lot of that. On the other one where we're like directly making fun of the Lakers with the that they don't Mike, play George the... Mike and yeah, there wasn't any comments disagreeing with us there, but which was surprising. <laughs> yeah, so sorry, Lakers fans. Whether you, uh, I don't care about you at all. Mm-hmm. Get wrecked in the summer league. How's that feel? Taking <laughs> the L to the Boston Celtics in summer league. Yeah, yeah. Did you see Roby's new braids? On the mm, on the Knicks, no. yeah, he's got cornrows. I, oh, that's cool. Yeah, but yeah, looks Go like go back and listen to the interview with Roby. Yeah, on this podcast, episode fourteen. So people don't think we're big time. Guess what? We have an NBA player on ours. How many other fledgling podcasts have that? Yeah, probably not a very big number. Mm-hmm. Just probably not out there. Episode fourteen. Book it. Also, if while you're sitting there looking at the links down below. Click on Buy Me a Coffee, Patreon, and go look at YouTube or where else, wherever else you find your podcasts. Yeah. If you're not watching this or you'd like to watch it and see little clips, take it out of me being mad, TikTok. TikTok, YouTube, yeah. Facebook. All those places. No, not Facebook. Yeah, it's on Facebook too. And Facebook. Just just check it out. That's just under my name though, Logan Wortman. So. Okay. So all you people also that are saying that I'm dumb, I am. But look at the full context before you throw hate and slander. That is mm-hmm. all. Peace. <laughs> that was a nice outro. I didn't have to do anything. Did I hit everything? <laughs> I, I, it works for me. <laughs>